1: Welcome in guys to Running It Straight here on SENZ, live on the radio, on the SCNZ, and on live on Facebook today for the first time, which is fantastic. Uh, Sam here sitting alongside Tony Kemp for your Rugby League Hour between now and 4pm. Uh, lots coming up in the next hour. We are going to continue our season preview going through each team. Uh, we're starting in number nine today from uh, from the ladder last year. So we went up from 16 through until 10. Uh, we're going from nine today. We've got another five teams to tick off before we finish it. Next week, last week, before we head into the 2023 NRL season. Uh, we had the Warriors launch last night as well. Me and Kim are going to talk about that very, very shortly. Um, and the last round of trial games over the weekend, which included... Uh, Saint Helens up in the north taking down the Penrith Panthers in the Club World Challenge, which is uh, yeah a phenomenal result for them. But um, just to kick us off straight away, and by the way, bit of space uh, today we, we've cleared the schedule of, of guests to, to just have a chat on rugby league. So um, if you want to give us a call, A11 happy to chat anything rugby league with you. Or you can text us on double eight double three. That is the timberbed post text machine. But Kimpy, uh, we were out at the Maritime Room uh, last night in uh, Princess Wharf for the the Warriors season launch. All well, the Players in attendance, uh, the the CEO, uh, owner, etc. What did you sort of make a load of celebrities and a load of A class celebrities, including Tony Kemp, uh, who was on both the mic and the camera. Um, What what was it? Was the vibe like for you last night at at a season launch? First time they've been able to do it in three years at, at home.
2: Oh look! I think there was a a hint of anticipation, but a, a little bit of energy in the room. Um, looking forward to, I guess, getting through this next two weeks in the season kickoff in Wellington against the Newcastle Knights. Everyone's just waiting to get down there and rip in, and and the room felt like that. Um, one of the things I I did notice, Sam, because the first time we've been up close and personal with all the players is how lean they were. Yeah, you know, so you couldn't really tell. There was, a, if there was a big guy, you know, they all look pretty well stripped down. He's definitely done his work in the off season, uh, Andrew Webster, and bringing his bigger blokes back to a, a reasonable weight because mm-hmm. uh, he obviously wants them to play longer, longer periods of time. Um, but yeah, just, I thought it was a really good night. There's a good turnout. There's a good turnout of people. Uh Luke Fung, uh, rapped out a new song too. Kai Paul. And um, yeah, I thought I thought in all having a chat to a, a number of them last night and getting some good socials for us here. Obviously, uh, the spirit is very high in there at the
1: moment. Yeah, the vibe was very very good, very positive. I uh, heard from uh, Mark Robertson, we heard from Cam George, heard from a couple of the players as well. Uh, you're right too. When they lined up on the stage, um, they brought the whole team up on stage. I thought the exact same thing. I thought, man, these guys are looking, they're looking lean and fit, you know, which is great. So uh, we just hope that. And this is what Andrew Webster did say that what they've done here in the pre-season, the trials, does carry on into the season. The pre-season is so important, um, isn't it, for for sort of whipping you into shape so that you're ready to go come round one. Can't start slow.
2: Yeah, and that's why a number of players didn't play in the Indigenous Māori game um, and you have a look at it when obviously all the boys from the World Cup came back. They came back two weeks after Christmas, so they're a little bit behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. And I thought when you're talking to St Helen's and Penrith, that played a little bit into St Helen's hands. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really good sign. They you know the, the rule changes that they continually make to speed the game up. I don't know when or how long before they have to say enough's enough. Like we can't. We can't make it a small man's game. There, there needs to be a place for a big man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm really interested interested to see how well that new 10-metre rule goes, how they're going to police it. Obviously, they didn't really need to police it when the Warriors played uh, Melbourne on the weekend down in, in Christchurch because mm. none of them could hold the ball that long. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, all in all, I think you know, he's had a real good look at the team, Andrew Webster. Uh, pretty unfortunate about Metcalf's hamstring. Yeah. Uh, out for eight weeks. So I had a good chat to him last night as well. Good kid. Like, real good kid. He reminded me of a lot of, of really good young professionals in my day um, that you knew were going to kick on. Mm. And he just said the right thing, he was really focused. Uh, and as we saw in that game against West Tigers, he's got some speed too, which is really important around the halfbacks.
1: Yeah, really exciting and yeah, disappointing. Like you said, that he's uh, that he is going to face some time on the sidelines. Uh, one person he did catch up with last night, amongst many, uh, was Marcelo Montoya, and he had a little, uh, a good little chat to him. Um, it was, of course, in the middle of a uh, of a season launch, so you'll have to excuse the background champagne clinks and uh, glass clinks and all the chatter. But uh, you had a chat with Marcelo, uh, Marcelo Montoya. We thought we'd bring it to uh, to the audience here on running it straight
0: greatest man in the Warriors
3: gotta say that bro you're not the biggest man but where does all that anger come from I'll we'll say that uh Angry man but I'd say um, probably the most uh, the most energy I reckon. But um, I don't know. Um, I guess growing up in a family of uh, three three older brothers and being the youngest, there was always um, a challenge on who was going to run straight and who was going to feed me. So I guess growing up in a family like that is maybe who I am today. So oh, you, you, you're in a, you're right about your energy
0: and the, sort of the way that you you attack everything at 100 miles an hour. I love that. But what do you what do you like? Do you think there's another energy that's been brought in this year that's gonna join you in doing what you do
3: quite well? Oh for sure, I think um, I think like, like every NRL player or any Rugby league player you want to improve every year and it's been a tough pre-season, but I think i put my best foot forward and it's probably been one of my best pre-seasons, so I'm definitely looking forward to the year and the squad we have and what we can do, so yeah, I'm very excited and I'm very confident, so I'm yeah, looking forward to um, next Friday. Mate, tell me a little bit about like
0: our, our listeners, I'm trying to give people an insight into the minds of footballers. Back in the old days when I was playing, the banter was quite robust. Yeah.
3: Like, what's the banter like in the modern day football? Oh, the banter's still there for sure. Uh, obviously, now there's a lot of young boys coming through, and I know when I came through, I wasn't as young as some of the boys coming through. So when I came through, it was a bit, it was more, it was probably a bit more old school in terms of like the older boys and earning your respect kind of thing. And now it's a bit different. I mean, you gotta. Nurture some of these young boys and kind of show them the ropes and teach them the right way, I guess. But at the same time, uh, be stern as well. And obviously, you know, like they gotta—wouldn't say earn the respect, but obviously, you know, respect isn't given, but it's—it's it's obviously earned over doing doing things properly and uh, and showing respect back as well. But um, yeah, I think the band is still there. The boys are always trying to laugh and the boys are always sprang each other, so the band is always healthy. Yeah. Just tell me, tell me, talk to me a little bit about Metcalf and Squire Martin. Three yeah. tries out there on the left edge. Yeah. Uh, bit of depth of the halves. you excited about those guys possibly getting a shot this year? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like you said, it was only a trial, but, uh, but in saying that, I thought the boys played really well. I thought they had a good combination there. You know, Luke, a bit unfortunate with his hamstring injury, but you know, he'll, he'll definitely get a run this year at some stage. But... Yeah, I thought they could won really, really well. And I thought, you know, their, um, their connection around the rock there and, and when they wanted the ball and when Luke wanted the ball, they were just always moving off the ball. So, um, yeah, it's, like I said before, it's exciting times. Marcelo, you, t- you, t- you, t- you strike me as a pretty honest guy.
0: So let's talk defence, okay? Yeah. And the defence on the edges has been a bit sort of off in yeah. the last couple of years. Um, what do you say to the players around
3: you about how you how you strengthen that with your voice on the wing? Yeah, I mean, as you know, you've been around footy for a long time, so you understand how defence works. But I feel like sometimes you can have systems and structures in place, but if you're not communicating under pressure, then then it'll fall apart, and that's. What like, that's what footy is, you know. Under pressure, you got to make certain decisions and make, make sometimes decisions that you know you'll, you'll like. You win a game, potentially or lose a game. So it's being on the wing nowadays. It's you pretty much can make that happen or make it not happen. So you can win us a game or lose us a game. I guess in defense. So it's man, it's crucial. It's, it's massive. It's very important. So talk is massive, and I'm always trying to drive that communication, but not not just driving noise. I want to be making sure I'm driving, um, I guess, constructive communication, not just screaming for the sake of screaming, making sure, you know, like, I'm communicating with my centre and making sure our back row and our half are talking as well and working together. Mate, we've had some great centres and wingers play for the club. The Royal Putty boys,
0: Tia, Bill Kevin Edel, Richie Blackmore, you know, you got Francis Melly who you remind me
3: a lot of on the wing. Sure. Um, who do you model your game off? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean... I reckon as a player, I'm still kind of evolving. And I mean, like in terms of finding my feet, I know, know my value as an NRL player and I know what I can bring, I guess. But now, yeah, like, great question. I guess, um, I don't know. I mean, I obviously, watching a lot of um, footy, like, I'm a massive footy fan. And obviously, coming from Canterbury, Bulldogs, I, um, I like to lean a lot on Brett Morris. Like, Brett, Brett was an awesome winger, in my opinion, one of the best wingers. I reckon the best swinger like to ever play the game. Like in my opinion, just the way he played the game, and I guess like we've seen all his awesome tries and what what he did as as a uh, try scorer, I guess, and in, in attack. But no one sort of talks about how many tries he saved in defence and his work off the ball. So you know, I kind of keep in touch with Brett today as well, and you know, he's he's been a massive part of where I am today. He's always there to lend it. Like. Lend a hand, and if I want to have a conversation, he's always there. He's, he's been awesome, but yeah, probably someone like that, you know. I mean, just the way he played the game in terms of the way he defended, like if you go back and watch his games, the way he tracked off the ball and stuff like that is massive. So, but in saying that too, I, I guess, like in terms of like the way I want to run the boys, hopefully, like I know I'm a bit smaller than Manu and yeah. Francis, but I'd I do want to kind of be a bit aggressive with my carry, but sometimes be smart as well. Right, you're, you're certainly yeah. not an aggressive carry, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for talking to us on ECNZ. Keep up brother. the good work, and uh,
0: bro, we love watching you play. Your, your energy is absolutely superb. Thanks, lot. Thanks, brother. Appreciate
1: it. There you go, Marcin and Montoya talking with Kempi last night at the uh, the Warriors' season launch. Kempi, yeah, great, uh, exciting play for the Warriors last year. Really, really stood up. Um, and yeah, cool to, cool to hear who he models himself off, Brett Morris, of course, who uh, yeah probably is one of the one of the best wingers in the game. So he's impressed you, Marcel Montoya.
2: Well, on both sides of the pitch, you know, we've got plenty of energy because you've got Dallin on the other side mm. and uh, Dallin was probably the player of the year for me last year with the Warriors. So if they can get that, that question around the defence, and he answered it really well around his centres, his back row and his halves, the, the four players that play on that left edge that he's normally on, it was about having them all in the right spot because, as we saw again on Sunday, you know, they, they defended really well in the first half, but they let 24 points in in the second half. It's something that Webby will, will address, no doubt, before they kick off against Newcastle. But he just brings that that Real positive energy in and around that I liked what he said about working off the ball. Mm. You know, using Brent, and we all had idols that we that we modelled our game off. You know, Eric Groth was one of my huge huge idols when I was growing up watching him play. Um, and to say that Brent Morris it was wasn't about all the great tries that he scored, but it was all the work that he did off the football says a lot about the character of the of the bloke. Yeah. So you know. When you're playing in high energy, you do tend to make a number of um, four-steerers because you're you're always playing at 100 miles an hour. But I think for um, Montoya, it's really important that he carries that through the season because it helps everyone else out.
1: So uh, the last trial game there against Melbourne, uh, like you said, pretty impressive first half, went into the break 6-0 up. uh, I think... At halftime, though, the Warriors had completed at about 40%, the Storm at 60%. Very, very scrappy game. And then, of course, we had the second half that we did. Never read too much into the trials game, but it feels like we got brought back down to reality just a little bit after you know the positivity got out of the Tigers game.
2: Well, the, the disappointing part about it, so, so yes, you're right about trial matches, is that at the halftime sit-down sit and the, and the, the crunch when the, when the coach gets to talk to you, He would have said that. He said, boys, we're at 40%. We can't really complete anything and and mount any pressure. We can't build anything. So this is what I need you to do um, when you go out in the second half. And he would have explained what he was looking for, and he would have been really disappointed with what he got. Okay, so I think... The reason why I said it was a really good time for that to happen because now he knows what he has to do before the season kicks off because what happened in that game and the messaging at half-time when they didn't go out and deliver it is about personnel delivering that message for him. So I uh, spoke to Webby last night about settling on a team. He said most of them are settled, but there's still guys that need to pick them. Like, I need to pick. Yeah. and. I take from that that he's going to pick guys that can deliver for him on the field if he gets put in that situation
1: Double eight, double three. if you want to send a message in for us um, you can leave us a comment as well on the Facebook feed and we will pick that up and ask him as the show moves on just before we do get to a break though Kempi uh, one other storyline from that last pre-season round was of course the Panthers going down to St Helens uh, up from the UK in the Super League and Look, the Panthers' side on paper was one of the strongest they could have fielded. Of course, there was a few players missing, but overall, you know, the likes of Cleary, Luai, Targo, Brian Toto, Stephen Crichton, um, James Fisher-Harris, these guys were all, and Isaiah Yoke, these guys were all on the park. What does that, I guess, say to you? Once again, it's a pre-season game, but I think I read somewhere that it's the first time that one of the Super League teams has come down and won in Australia. What does it say about maybe where Penrith are at this season, but also the Super League and, and where those teams are at?
2: Well, at the top, like St. Helens a super club, you know what I mean? So they, they, they've won everything over the last seven years. And to come down here and win that on Australian soil, you've got, like, you've got to tip your hat to them. Remember that Full Gould said that they'd, they'd declare at half-time Penrith, they'd be that, that much better than them. Mm. Mate, they weren't. They never won the rut. Like st Helen's won the ruck they won the they won the points um, game on them they got back into the game Penrith right at the end but they calmly kicked that field goal you know I mean, they had a couple of attempts and calmly kicked that field goal I thought a couple of the referee decisions against Saint Helen's and that back end of the game were pretty ordinary um, but the glaring p- part that was missing for Penrith was Curacao out of dummy half and kick out on that left edge mm. so that left edge did not look threatening and they are Decision making out of dummy half for the likes of Fisher Harris. I've never seen Fisher Harris get put on his back so many times, or Leota getting pummeled the way that he did by the St Helen forwards. So if you're a coach watching that, you're saying, right, okay, that's where we win the game. Fisher Harris, Leota, we stop them too, and then the edges aren't that potent. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think Penrith are, um, they'll still be there this year because they got plenty of depth. They still they still took
1: them to one point.
2: Yeah, but. Curacao and Kickout Big losses yeah big which, loss. is, which is
1: what we've been talking about the last few weeks and um, yeah certainly showed uh, in that pre-season game. Of course they've lost Taylor May as well for the season who did an ACL yeah, so that uh, that's a big loss for them too. Um, one of their high flyers of 2022. Uh, we'll take a short break. Keep the text coming in on double eight double three. you can give us a call 0800 We're going to start uh, or restart our, uh, our season preview as we started last week we went through teams that finished uh, 16th, 15th, 14th, 13th and 12th, 11th, 10th I think we went through last week and we're going to start at 9th uh, this week and then we'll finish it off next week. It's uh, running it straight here on ECNZ, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Back in a moment.